Now boarding for Rebuild of Joycast, your weekly destination for anime, manga, and more. And we're back. Hell yeah. Always good to be back in the booth. I was going to say with you, but you're like 9,000 miles away. You get what I mean, though. It's good to be back with Ivan. Always good. It's always good to be back. It feels like there's an empty space here in the train. It does. Yeah. But I'm okay with it, because now uh, there's... Nah, I was going to say some gay shit. But nah, nah, nah. No, we're, say we're it. Say it. Yeah, they, they, you got me all to yourself now. Pr- 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 yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no. Yeah, pretty much. Got you all myself. Hell yeah. Deal with it, oh. Stina, wherever you might be. She's, she's editing this right now. You're about to get some hate mail right now. <laughs> Probably. Um, but yeah, so between the Stina episodes, we've kind of been putting the, uh, the, the My Hero Academia catch-up on delay. So that's going to be the focus of, the, of uh, today's episode. But in pure spirit of that, let's delay it some more and actually discuss the winners of the Crunchyroll Anime Awards. Last week, we discussed the nominees in detail how we felt, did some write-ins, but now we're just going to go through the list and kind of go, agree or disagree? Fair, fair. Let's do it. What do we got? Lay it on me. Well, first, who won Anime of the Year? Attack on Titan, Final Season Part 1. I agree. Wasn't my pick, but I'm not going to argue with that. Mm. Though, to be fair, I'm not sure if you're keeping up with the current season, Part 2, but I feel like this re- I feel like this award was better, was better reserved for this, because oh my god, it's popping off. I w- I I only watched the first episode of this season, then I I got busy and I just caught up this week. Holy crap, it's it's just popping. Every oh god, I, I believe it is the only thing that people are talking about right now. Like its second episode was weak, but after that, it's been nonstop, and it's the only thing anyone's talking about, and justifiably. Oh yeah, no. it's the only thing worth talking about, honestly. I I, I actually agree with that, honestly. I, I might not be watching it like actively right now. Um, I was thinking about doing. I was, I was thinking about maybe doing like a, just an entire watch of the series for the next couple weeks, like one season a week or something right. like that. Oh, I see what you mean, yeah. If you do that, please give us your thoughts. Because I'll tell you right now, anyone who listened to Saturday Jump knows that I have a bit of a bone to pick Mm. with a lot of the storytelling decisions of Attack on Titan. Mm. This season's kind of refining some things. They're helping. I'm still... Unless they, um... I still have a bit of an issue with the... Because they they, they do bring up nationalist problems. But now I go, okay, is is the DLC going to fix those nationalist solutions? Or are we still getting that? Because at the moment right now, that's the only gripe I still have mm-hmm. left. Everything else is very well defi- um, refined. And I'm like, I feel better about this the way they're telling. It's generally a good story. We- I really we- we'll-, we'll go into like more detail when like the final episode comes out. We can, we can- when it's final, yeah. Then I think we need to have a, a-, a recap of our issues and really get into details once right. more. Because right now, a lot of the issues I had are already being fixed. But by this previous week's episode... It's 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 the it's a companion from two thousand years mm. ago. It's that one. It's the origin episode that I'm talking about, where I'm like, okay, they're fixing some things. I like That's this. Fair. But anyways, yeah, Attack on Titan. It won over eighty six. Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, Taxi. Ranking of Kings and Sunny Boy. Well, that's immediately making me wonder how good is eighty six. Again, I wish I, I I was trying to find that. I didn't. The only thing I had the time to watch this week. I even watched this week's Ranking of Kings. I watched Legend of Vox Machina. Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. 
It's good. They're very good. Oh, most definitely. It has a really limited cast, but the cast is so damn good. And you and I, as the audience knows, we are big D&D fiends, but this requires no precursory knowledge in Dungeons & Dragons or the Critical Role campaign. This is just a good-ass show. I think if you if you do watch it, Val, we need to bring Freddie Hines on and have a full roundtable about this because Freddie is the Critical Role fanboy. Like he, He's a huge fan. He's, re, he's re-watched the, the actual podcast like six times now. No exaggeration. He he wants to go for seven and eight. He, I was asking him questions about it the other day because he was trying, he, he was very much trying to sell it to me. And Freddie, I yeah. love you. you. You're not the best salesman, but I love you. <laughs> yeah, that's all you need is to love Freddy. That's his. That's his best quality. His lovableness. Um, but I will say that I've the, like what the episodes are currently covering. This is the only arc I watched in Campaign One, and they've already changed a lot. They're refining it so it's just a watchable show, and it's highly watchable. I dare say, it's better than Invincible. Hmm. I really, I fucking loved Invincible. Higher quality. They are throwing that money around. This is a high production quality show. Again, cast is limited. You can see where they cut corners, but that is those corners are covered by just pure talent. I know I saw a bit it's great. where they were getting pursued. They were being pursued, or they were pursuing these zombie wolves and... Yeah, great, act, great action set piece. Oh yeah, no, it was really cool. And honestly, the show from the clips that I have seen, because sometimes I will just see like a clip and be like, maybe this clip will be the thing that wins me over. And um, I believe the character is Scanlan. I know that much. I, I, I know Percy and I know Scanlan. That's the white haired dude with the guns. You would love Percy. You would love Percy in, yeah. in the show. He's sick. Super sick. And he's the main focus right now, but we don't want to get too off topic, but I'm just saying that please watch it so we can talk about it because- Okay, I will. You know, cry more audience. It counts as anime. <laughs> it really does. No, it doesn't. It's, it's a lot of fun. No, it doesn't. It doesn't count. Avatar The Last Endbender doesn't count as anime either. It does, no, it and we're going to get more very soon. They're hiring so many people right now, I'm excited. No, I, I've spoken to industry people who agree with me. They're wrong. That means I'm right. Anything's anime if you're brave Winner enough. of best boy. I want to announce this. Winner of best boy is my little baby, Boji. Yeah, like, it wasn't even a contest. No, it really Obviously, Boji, you don't even read the nominees other than Atakawa, but that was another thing. Um, best protagonist, Atakawa won. Really? Really? Which is awesome. Damn. Yes. They they agreed with us. They they agreed that Arakawa propels the story and enhances his cast. Man, that, that, I I feel so uh, recognized. My opinion, a, yeah. a, a mass, a faceless mass, agree with me. Exactly. I like I like some of these are kind of obvious winners, and some are like, wow, like they really did their homework. Grinchy rolls just so so back and forth, that I like. I, I'm actually quite happy with these uh, winners for the most part. Then we get to best Kukisaki girl. won best girl from Jujutsu Kaisen. Kukasaki won, but like, give in because no one fucking pays attention to the women in these fucking anime. It only continues to prove the point that, man, we are so lacking in good female protagonists in anime. They're, they're there. They're there. But we need more that... We, we need more. We really need more because most of these are just supporting characters. Honestly, I, I have to say that the only thing that really bothers me about this list, the, the entirety of it, and I think I brought my grievances up last week with this, it is that they have characters and categories, lots of same characters, like, you know, Otakawa as best boy, Otakawa as 
uh, best protagonist uh, nominees and whatnot. But it's like, then they had categories that just didn't make sense, like villain and whatnot. And I even said the mandrel and everything from Odd Taxi should have been on one of them. Right, but I, I think I think they picked Yano because he was more interesting. Uh, may, uh, which, but which he you, isn't. We both agree. He isn't. He has a gimmick. He's like I said. He's he's more of a novelty. Mm. I I agree. He's a novelty. There's a difference between interesting, like like compelling, and uh, interesting has a cross point between compelling and novelty. Mm. But Yano is not. Yano is novelty. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Dobu is compelling. Like you said, he was like the most charismatic character in the show. And yes. it makes and it makes you forget he's the bad guy and you should hate him actually. But yeah, but the obvious winner, Eranyaya. Like yeah. we knew. Everyone knew and oh, those episodes at Attack on Time that just came out further proves that point. Aaron Yeager is going to win again next year unless someone really comes around he's gonna get he's gonna win best antagonist i don't know because you and i both know how the manga ends and we both know how a lot of anime fans can be and it will be they made him a pussy but we won't get into that will we yeah we'll we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get yeah. to it best fight scene they gave the jujutsu kaisen and we all kind of agreed yeah we haven't really been paying much attention. I thought Vivi was interesting. Sorry, but I, I was like, best director would not go to Odd Taxi, I said. Yeah, I, I, I kind of disagree with this one. I, I wanted to give this the Sunny Boy, Shingo Natsume, because he's a legend. Mm, no, that's fair. But I th- I, here's the thing, though. This was a stacked category, and hey, the more awards that Odd Taxi takes, the better. Let's be honest. I don't agree with this one, but hey, hey, all power to you. I'm, I might rewatch Odd Taxi. Is the dub out yet? I don't know if they ever did a dub. They, they are, because Lauren Lander, Lauren Lander, I believe, is playing the alpaca. Okay. I'll have to, I'll, I'll have to check it out, because I, w- I would rewatch this again if there was a dub. Stina wants to watch it. I'm like, only if there's a dub will I rewatch that. And, oh, and as you know, Ivan, as as usual, when things I love like come out and it's like, I don't have the opportunity to audition for these things, I get very upset. You do. That's why I got to push for you here in the States. I, I, I know you do. Thank you. Thank you. I okay. love you. We gotta pull. We gotta. We gotta pull. A, we gotta pull a Kira Buckland here. We gotta start a campaign. Best character design: Jujutsu Kaisen, which honestly surprises me. I really thought Ranking of Kings would pull that category in. Yeah, this is bullshit. Again, we. T- I. I brought this up. If you're in an adaptation, there is definitely something to be said about adaptational character design. Mm-hmm. But I still credit the original manga cover Jujutsu Kaisen for how they look. Yeah. This wasn't. This wasn't radical or change enough. Uh, it should it should have went to Ranking of Kings because if you've seen the, if you've seen that manga if you've seen that manga compared it's not to the, the anime, best looking it's really not the best looking it's another one situation is what it kind is. of I mean it's like you you have a really good writer who's like okay I'll drop myself because I don't have a I Patreon think, yeah, it's just competent but like oh as yeah. they all are yeah the, the the Ranking of King manga does look a bit. Yep. Next next on my list is best animation. Went to Demon Slayer Mugen Train, which I go, yeah, but that's on a movie budget and some tax evasion. Um, That's kind of unfair, but whatever. I, I, I still think it was Jobless Incarnation. Best animation, best animation. Uh, I went with Kobayashi, I believe. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, Stan Kyoani. I agree. I agree with your Yeah, no, Stan, Stan Kyoani. I, like I said, I actually think Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid is... For well, what was the word I used? I said pissants or something, but I meant to use degenerates. It's for degenerates, really. 
best score went to Demon Slayer, which I go, again? Now, the reverse, where I go, it was a movie soundtrack that just kind of remixed stuff from the TV series. Mm. There's a couple of new bits in there, but for the most part, nah. I mean, Demon Slayer's got a hell of a soundtrack, but it's kind of like the My Hero soundtrack, where it's really not that you get an occasional new track, but for the most part, they're just remixes. So I'm like, nah, I I, I wanted Megalobox on this one. Or Sunny Boy. I agreed with you purely because I know the first Megalobox soundtrack was really good and I trust in the second season. And the new Megalobox had a new soundtrack and it was also, it was more, it was more understated, mm-hmm. but still high as hell quality. Um, Best Seiyu. Eren Yeager. They gave to Eren Yeager's actors, y- Yuki Kaiji, which I'm like, yeah. Yep, agree, full agreed. I think Odakawa's actor, Natsuki Hane, also had a shot, but it is what it is. What did I actually even say last time? I think you just agreed with me on Aaron Yeager, because it's like, it's like it's one thing to be a protagonist and have this, the opportunities, but to hold up mm. the show, man. It, there, there's a skill to that. That's just exceptional. And that's why that's why we, we, we had a slap boxing match between him and uh, Odakawa. Oh, you wanted to give it to Kiyoshi Kobayashi. No, no, no. I said that it was... Like a legacy award. I said it was a legacy award. I didn't say... I might have said he he should get it, actually, because I I do love Jigen. He is, like, my favorite character. He's awesome. He is. Best English performer. They gave it to David Wald. Hell yeah. Hell freaking yeah. Happy for him. He was excited. He was popping off on Twitter about that. I'm like, he deserved it, man. I think I went for Adam MacArthur because I have seen Jujutsu Kaisen's dub, and it's it's. A good I have. Dub, yeah, he's solid. Yeah, he's very. He's very. All, all, all of them are. I just think David. David. David worked with less. He made. He made a moment, man. He just. He. Yeah. He. He popped off. Best opening sequence. They give to Attack on Titan. Go figure. Really? Uh. Yeah, I know. You wanted Odd Taxi. Yeah, no, just because I genuinely like that opening, song-wise and in visuals. Yeah, I wanted Odd Taxi for Wait, the no, ED. I wanted B-Stars. Oh, that's true. No, you wanted B-Stars Wait, for Wait, no, 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 actually. I did want Odd, Odd Taxi. Thank you for... Aw, oh, damn, it didn't even win Best Ending Sequence. No, they gave it to Attack on Titan, which I go again... Uh, I even watched the fucking TV version of Mugen Train. I know it was the same thing. Yeah? Oh, uh, fair enough. Did you, babe, did you see the clips on Twitter? Because you didn't really have to watch the episode. No, no, I didn't. But did you see the did you see the pop off on uh, Demon Slayer? This no, past go week? on, tell me, tell me. I watched the episode. I mean, again, the best animation taxes can evade. UFO table. It's incredible. I'm like, wow. It's 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 unfair. It's really unfair. They've got they 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 evade taxes. They've got that um fate stay money. It's just they're on a whole nother level. It's ridiculous. I see a f- new fate stay thing. Uh, just fate. I just see a new fate. Thing every few months, whether it be a trailer right. for something that looks amazing, but I have no idea what's going it's on. It's money. It's it's a steady stream of income. Like who man. who would have thought? You know what? No, I say that. I was about to say who would have thought. You say who do you have thought? Then you're about to say something about a gotcha. There, there's you explain yourself. <laughs> no, no. I was about to say who would have thought that a visual novel from like 2005 or some shit. I think sooner. I think that was the 90s. I, I swear that shit's old. It's relatively old as, like, a franchise, I guess. Because it obviously started as the visual novel. Let me look this shit up. Go ahead and tell us about the next winner. No, but while you're talking about that, I lost my train of thought. I wanted to, I wanted to, I wanted to scuff UFO Table's armor a bit. Because, yeah, the animation looks great. But there's no studio that relies more on CG particle effects than they do. I want to I just, just piss some people off. 
because I was recently, I was, I was, I, I pruned through Sakuga Twitter and someone remarked about a particular set of animations in Ranking of Kings recently about the crumble effects in the ground, yeah. about how there's a particular animal animator whose signature is they don't treat explosion of debris like shrapnel. They let it crumble like bricks. Oh, yeah. In blocks. And they started showing comparisons throughout their work. And I'm like, fuck yeah. If that was UFO Table, it's like fucking glowing ethereal effects for their for their friggin' animation. But Ring of Kings goes as practical as it can fucking go. And I and I want I, I really want to bring that to people's attention that there's a lot of sleight of hand in UFO Table's bag of tricks. They're still great, but I still I, I as a traditionalist, I find much better. I think there's just way better. I was right, by the way, or I was off by a, I was off by a year. Uh, Fate's Day Night came out in 2004. The anime or the actual the, the visual novel. The visual novel came out okay. in Japan. 2000s, early 2000s is still yeah. old. No, it, it is. Like I said, it, it is old. Um, best action though. Best action. Jujutsu Kaisen, as I said, it would. Fair enough. Fair enough. I won't. E I, w I won't argue with no. it. I won't argue with it. It's a shonen. That's its job. If it doesn't win that, it's a shitty shonen, ain't I'm it? I'm really surprised <laughs> that uh, Komi Can't Communicate won Best Comedy. I'm not surprised one bit for Best Comedy. Oh my god, they they this is the one they handed the to the audience. They're like, all right, this is the one you guys don't shut up about. Mm. It's the more wholesome Nagatoro because Nagatoro's too controversial. Oh yeah, most definitely. I don't like her tiny lips. Her teeny tiny lips. Go on though. I don't like anything about Komi's design. No. It scares the shit out of me. She's an alien. <laughs> Um, best drama. We completely ignore To Your Eternity. I feel so bad. Now that I see the poster, I'm like, oh, it was that one. Yeah. To Your Eternity was really good. I, again, that's only like, a, like, I only watched the first episode, mm -hmm. but that stuff slaps. It's, it, that, 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 that is drama. I, I have no idea what To Your Eternity is about. Yeah, it's about this traveling guy. It's 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 sad. It's sad anime. It's sad to make you depressed. Uh, best romance, not a surprise. Horamiya. It's good. I believe I called that. We all mm. called it. Like I've I've heard nothing but good things about it. But the only thing I I was confused as like, oh, he's like a pierced up tatted lad. I didn't know that. Everything I've seen, yeah. he's just been. That's just its hook. That's just a oh, like that makes you kind of blink twice and stay and listen. But 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 the bulk of the series, the fact that it just actually it just focuses on a wholesome good romance. It, that's the the focus of the story is the two characters. It's not a comedy. Yeah. It's just good old fashioned romance. It's it's good to have there. Yeah. It's a palate cleanser. Which is why I'm glad that B stars didn't win because I've already told you what happens with that and how it kind of right. falls in that category in my opinion. You know what surprised me? Best fantasy. Uh, yeah. That time we got reincarnated as a slime season two. I know it's popular, but my god. Is it that popular? It got enough love already. More than Ranking of Kings. More than Ranking of Kings, more than Jobless Reincarnation, which I feel like, because if this was a popularity contest, I think Jobless Reincarnation should have won. I, I think more people talked about, I don't recall anyone talking about, like they talked about season one, but season two of a slime? I didn't hear shit besides Eric. Eric's a big fan mm. of that, but besides that, I wasn't hearing like a general mainstream talk about it. And and, and even Eric, who loves it, wasn't really like boasting no. it. 
You know, I'm, that one I'm like, okay. I have a friend. I have a friend who is very much into these kind of anime. He actually recently got me into Konosuba, which my god. Okay, Konosuba actually... is the greatest isekai. I hate isekai. Konosuba is amazing. Konosuba is amazing. Take the comedy out of it. It's still it's good. It's such an easy watch, isn't it? It is. It yeah. It it's just. Oh, it, it's smooth, man. It is fine, smooth entertainment. You could take one element off, and the other elements of that show still pop off. Did you see the movie yes. Crimson Red? The, the, that was really good. Legitimately, one of my favorite comedies. Either that was 2019 or 2020. It was 2019. Way, it was one of my top films of the year. I'm not exaggerating. That was funny. I was happy because I was like, oh, they made a movie of it. That's probably not going to be connected to the series. Oh, no, it continues the light Yeah, novel. it continues the series. It develops some characters. Right? I was like, oh I'm man, like, let's go. This is what, I was like, this is what I wanted from Demon Slayer this entire time. And it was right here. Yeah, like a Konosuba. brand new story. That was actually good. And they didn't try, and they're not going to try and like remake it in. Like brand new actually continues the series. Yeah, I I, I agree. Crimson Red was amazing. Yeah. But speaking of best also, film. Also perfect. It actually has, in my opinion, one of those few perfect dub casts. Yes. It, yes. It, I would actually say it is up there. I love the dub a lot. Oh, everyone in that dub goes they hard. Do. But no, but staying on best film, big surprise, Demon Slayer Mugen Train. It won best for its series and then it won for its movie. I think this is highly unfair. You pick you get to have one. And if you're gonna get one, sure you could have the movie. You made half a billion the American box office or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know what movie money made, but I know it made a lot. And it was definitely deserved. It was. But for me, it was Evangelion. Fair. And I didn't watch any of these. Nope. I know. It, it, it's harder in the UK. Accessibility issues. So I, I, I think I even said... I, I, I think I even... No, I just didn't bother with some of them. It's, it's Evangelion's been on, like, Amazon Prime. I've just been like, man, I even finished the original series. I ain't gonna stop you the should. rebuild. I know I should. But I, I have a friend who's been saying, Val, why ain't you finished Evangelion? I was like, I don't know. I watched it. I got depressed. I got depressed. It's one of those things, it's like, welcome to the NHK, I got a bit depressed while watching it. Well, you see, that's why I highly recommend the rebuilds. I guess I, I adore and I highly respect and appreciate the original. It's a good watch. Mm. But my god, again, and it's heightened, it's heightened mostly in the in End of Eva, where it is such a misanthropic series. Like, it is it is depressing. It's hard to watch sometimes. Mm -hmm. in, in a bad way. But the rebuilds, you have a more mature Anno at the helm. Mm. And he's like, all right, I know how to really make this work out now. Mm. And, and that's what I really appreciate most about Thrice Upon a Time. It was, it, for me, I know it was gonna piss, I know people are pissed about it. But for me personally, it was the perfect apology for End of Eva. And, and, and the freaking companion piece too. You can't, you can't have Rebuild or Thrice Upon a Time without End of Eva. I, I, I have a friend who, it's, it's Jack, it's Jack, the usual friend that I mentioned, who, um, yeah, you say I have a friend. Just, you say yeah. it's Jack. We all know it's no, Jack. No, no, I have other friends. The friend who likes We know, but only Jack is relevant to these discussions. It's true. It is true. Jack is the only person who's actually... We gotta we got we do gotta get him on the show. Be nice. I'd be interested in his takes. So he he sent me a, a, another person that he knows, uh Ryan Storm. He was like an animator and everything. I think he uses like Game Grumps animations and stuff. He does other things, I don't know. He he started doing um analysis. Uh, type videos on whatever he likes and um, one of the things that my friend Jack sent me was his Evangelion video where this guy has been like following Evangelion since he was young he has like you know hour-long 
uh, videos on it or something on his channel that I, I didn't watch, but I, I watched this one because my friend was like, oh yeah, this is an interesting take, and this was recent. One of the things he said about it is that from what he can tell, in all the time that he's been following uh, Arno and like, you know, his, his work on Evangelion, it seems as though he lost more interest doing these rebuilds and simply wanted to end the series off on like a nice note, but it was that the man was clearly more interested in doing other things than these rebuilds, which is why we had these massive gaps in the goddamn, like, you know, yeah. release of these movies. Do, do you remember when the last one came out? It was like 11 years ago, wasn't it? It wasn't 11 years. No, uh, wait. No, it was like 2013, I believe, the last Evangelion to... movie came out. It was close. But it was almost a decade. Almost a decade until last year. It, it, it's yeah. crazy, really. Um, I'm, I'm not going to like try and quote the guy or anything like that, but... It, it was an interesting watch to hear, like, you know, someone who's been following the series for a long time talk about his opinions on the rebuilds, um, maybe, um, Arno's, because that's a, that's a big conversation, isn't it, in Evangelion, as far as I'm aware, uh, Hideaki Arno's mental state when creating them. That's, yes. like, one of the biggest conversation pieces. And then there's the whole... You know, religious symbolism, which apparently is just like, no, we just we just thought the Christianity stuff was cool. Just like, oh yeah, and I and I I hundred ten percent agree that that is purely superficial. Yeah. The uh, the religious imagery is purely superficial. Christianity stuff does just look cool as fuck though. That's just it. They just use they 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 just used it for the names, their placeholder names that just never got changed, mm. and uh, and the visual. That's not what I care about with with um Evangelion. I care about the story. Mm -hmm. I care about. The design of the robots, hmm. which is the wholly original thing. Uh, I, care, I care about it as a sci-fi. Fuck you, Star Wars. I think Evangelion has a greater impact on sci-fi. I would die on that hill. Have you ever watched Ghost in the Shell? Yes, which I would also agree has a, a, a greater footprint on sci-fi in modern sci-fi than Star Wars. Ghost, original Ghost, even standalone complex is actually really fucking good too. I would, I would highly recommend if you haven't seen I'm talking to you, audience. Stand Ghost in the Shell. Just watch Ghost in the Shell, the original movie, Standalone Complex. I need to rewatch Standalone Complex too because it has probably been like 15 years since I watched that on TV at nine o'clock at night every day. Yeah, but before the star, even though this is not an anime argument, before the Star Wars fans crucify me, um, I I consider Star Wars like the My Hero Academia of its of its medium it's more of a product of its inspirations i don't think star wars has given much to the the sci-fi genre but i think it has celebrated a lot of it and that's and that's about it what i enjoy like i actually enjoyed book of boba fett that's what i've been watching recently i, I it's stupid it de the ending definitely sucked and, it, and the fact that it stopped being his show and it just turned to like an extended season of the mandalorian but uh and i like those i just don't like the mainline trilogies I like the side characters. I think Jedi are stupid. Alright, but before we, like, spiral, like, way off to a galaxy far, far away in terms of off-topicness, um, let's finally get back to what the audience really wants, and that's My Hero Academia. Vigilantes first, bitch. Oh, oh, oh you want to do Vigilantes first? I want to do Vigilantes Fuck. first. I, I have an interesting thought on this as well. I'm sure you picked up on it too. Fuck, you, you, <laughs> instant gratification, Val. Damn right. You don't want to tease it at all. You just want me to slip it right in. Um, this chapter, they're all, whoops, all bangers. Right? These past couple chapters. 
chapter 119 of Vigilantes, we are now seeing we were now getting a companion piece to Koichi's I'm the last kid at the playground. Koichi's the Luigi sorry uh, Luigi. <laughs> Koichi Hello number six. Do you want to play with my all my toy? Koichi is a kid who gets along with anyone, but he's so wrapped up in the game that he's still the last kid alone at the playground. Like all the kids play with him, but then they get tired and leave. Who's left for Koichi to play? It's the kid no one wants to play with. Number six. And we get this great scene of them bashing action figures around. And I'm just like, like Koichi's got All Might, and uh, and number six has uh, Overclock. Overclock. Oh, um, Overclock. And I'm just, man, it's oh, so good. It was a very brief chapter. Again, we have All for One talking, and I'm like, shut the fuck up. I, well, I actually like All for One talking this time, because I, I took it, I, I don't know why, I felt like maybe you would catch this as well. It felt like when he says, what a worthwhile experiment, though. So many serendipitous discoveries. The crawler's latent potential, especially. What an eye-opener. And I don't know why, I read that, and I was like, that's commentary on how, like, this side series has, like, been so fucking good. You know what? Yes. I do like the metagame here. I do like the fact that- I, I like that they're sucking their own dick. They, they, they've been spending this time with this prolonged fight scene to remove a few pieces of the ribcage and learn to suck their own cock. <laughs> I, I'm actually very into this. I, 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 I like- I like- he's like, man, my- my- <laughs> my fan- my fan OC sure is great. <laughs> Isn't he, Horikoshi? Yeah, he sure really likes him. And like, fuck yeah, look at him. Oh my gosh. I, I know two guys on the internet who especially like him. Oh my gosh, Koichi is amazing. He is. He's sitting here, and again, Koichi- it's funny, because we're, we're gonna discuss this with the next, uh, My Hero chapter discussion, but- Koichi never had to prove he wasn't a cop, mm. but he still feels that the, the creators of these both these series still feel the need. Where Koichi's like, it's not just the people. I'm like, like when I'm when I'm rushing in, because he talked about how the fact that he just loves playing hero, but it's more than it's more than just getting the the civilians out of the way. He says, I see the guy rampaging because it's true. Because Koichi's, let's be fair to Midoriya. Midoriya deals with full on terrorism. Mm -hmm. Koichi deals with little monster of the week. The guys Koichi fights are usually victims. Yeah. Like, very blatantly victims of their own right. They're tools used by greater evil powers. He literally says this so, when, when he's talking yeah. about, like, you know, oh, when I, when I hear them like that, I can tell there's something wrong. Yeah, I, I can sense that they need help, too. Yeah. But again, I feel like Koichi would do this for anyone, and has done this for anyone. Mm. I, I think Koichi could save all for one. I think he could. <laughs> um, I'll also say this. <laughs> I think he um, can do it. It's very true to All For One's character in that he is praising Number Six, but at the same time, this praise is all because Number Six has served his purpose in furthering All For One's goal. Yeah, he's learned a lot about powers and how to really push. And them. this is literally the same thing that he has done to Shigaraki and everything. And if, if yeah. this stuff was coming out on a weekly basis, more regularly, I feel like we would have, like, seen this, and this would have been good foreshadowing for what All For One's true plans are with Shigaraki, because All For One doesn't care if you burn out in service to him, as long as you've done what your purpose was. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I honestly, I feel, I, I, the tru truthfully, I believe that witnessing Koichi in action, I feel like... Somewhere down the line, All for One has lost a bit of patience with Shigaraki. Yeah. 
And seeing Koichi goes, oh no, even these fucking losers, if you get the right motivations and line them up, they can really surprise That's you. Because Shigaraki is a loser. Yeah, Shigaraki is a freaking loser. All, all for one came down and he start, and he gave Shigaraki everything he could probably want at a certain point. Yeah. And he, and he couldn't perform, and, and I I, I want to, like, merge these series so badly. I'm looking for every loose thought I can, <laughs> and I feel like All For One learned a thing about patience with Koichi. He went, you know what? If I just wait a little bit longer, I think I think the Shigaraki's going to work <laughs> out. <laughs> I, I, I'm very heartbroken, by the way, just how messed up our boy is. Man's missing a tooth. He is, like... Oh, he got fucked. He's fucked up right now. The hoodie is just done the hoodie's gone the hoodie's gone we are in a t-shirt now uh yeah yeah he he, he is out of he's basically naked the knee no i was it no knee pads and elbow pads are troopers they are still <laughs> intact True. he's got some good he's got some good padding well that, that right? makes it makes sense because that's where his power is most concentrated yeah he, he's no his his armor is still a trooper Damn right but the but the but the hoodie is gone, unfortunately. The last hoodie. I really like, by the way, the whole thing with number six, a young number six. And when, when I saw the shoe come down, I was like, "Oh, that's our boy. He's it's gonna turn out that he." Yeah, I had the same thought as you. But then, as it went on, I was like, "Wait a minute, is this just uh, a, a metaphor for for like you know the relationship or something?" Yeah, it's a metaphor. It's completely metaphoric, and I yeah. love it. But that being say, said, is, or, or is this a true flashback or something? No, it's not. No, it's not a true flashback. This is a metaphor. Okay, then. I I was kind of. I'm. I. I'm. I'm at two sides of it. I don't want it to be a flashback. I don't want it to be a thing that number six. It's, is. No, it's. It, it is. It is 110 percent not a flashback. Freaking number six was freaking chained in a freaking warehouse. All true, right. True. Um. What's going on? Wait, this, this is just the fact that this is a companion to the to um Koichi's story about being the last kid on the playground, hmm. and we're seeing the value in that. Like so right now. Koichi is currently still the last kid on the playground. And we're seeing what the value in that is. Is that there's there's a kid who didn't get his time to play yet. Mm. And now he's getting it. Because Koichi's like, I still got time. I still got the energy for you, kid. Let's go. And and th- and that's what's going on. So th- metaphorically, I like I'm getting so done with this battle that they're now presenting it in very interesting frames. Mm. That being said, now that they've shown this frame, let's put it to bed, boys. Please. Please, we've been at this for like half a year now. It's been cool, but you gotta you gotta end it. Although I like I appreciate We gotta we gotta end this. We need some we I, I wanna I wanna see life after this fight. I appreciate now. the JoJo SFX though. Oh at the very end the blam 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 yeah, blam yeah, blam 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 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's cool. That is exactly what he uses. It it, it looks fucking cool. That last shot, really badass. Mm. But shall we move on to my hero academia? Um, yeah, I don't think we have anything left to say, because, I mean, what else is new? We love Vigilantes. Pretty much. We're just waiting for it to end. We're really looking forward to it, like, putting it to bed and... The cathar- we we're looking- we don't want it to end, but we're very much looking forward to the catharsis of finality, like... Because we know- we know this ends with Koichi's- Koichi's gonna have a happy ending. It's not gonna be the happy ending we want. We want him to continue being a hero, but that's just not gonna be the case. Yeah. But either way, we're we're happy we're happy that his story concludes in a satisfying manner. We're happy he's gonna move to America with his big titty wife. Like we're we're looking at this and we're going, there's no way this fucks up. There's no way. Everything's in place to be great. No matter what happens. And he and he is going to be a stay-at-home dad who just gets looked after by his big titty mommy milkers GF. Yeah, please. I I you know there's one thing that could disappoint me. Please don't make him wind up with pop. 
It's gonna. I mean, obviously that's what's gonna happen. Please don't. She's too young. She's too young for him. That's clearly what's going to happen. But please, please get police girl girlfriend. Please. Fucking take it. Okay, our boy needs to be taken care Ivan of. Ivan would rather pick a cop over pop. Well, she's that's that's how. Yeah. Yes. Under no, normally no cops, but over pop. Yes. She, she's not. Fine then. Cop. Cop. Cop adjacent. She's cop adjacent. Ivan would rather pick someone who is cop adjacent over pop. Right. So that says uh. something. I wish you hadn't said that, because now, now I just have a bad taste in my mouth. But speaking of that, chapter 342, last week's chapter, before we go to this week's chapter. Well, the week before this week, because they had a break. That's true. Um, mm -hmm. The calm before the storm. Uh, speaking of cops, Horikoshi literally has Ochako and Midoriya at the edge of the cliff, screaming to the, screaming to the world, we're not cops. I love this. I actually very much like, I like that I am not a Midoriya and Ochako shipper. But I am very happy that if it is a foregone conclusion, I'm glad that for the first time in this series, they're having a real conversation with each other. I really like this. Uh, I think this is the first time in, in like two years they've had a conversation. To me, it's the first time ever. <laughs> That's fair. I, I liked this uh, just because I really like the perspective of... Because as far as these kids have been aware, I, I it's one of those things where everyone they have fought has lacked nuance until now, quite frankly. Yes. And they are, and, and when Midori obviously, or Ochako had that conversation with, um, uh, whatever she, whatever her name is, uh, help me out, Ivan. Well, describe the character, you can't just say who, whoever. Blood girl, blood girl. Oh, Toga. Toga, thank you, goddamn. I know these characters, I should know these characters in and out, but for some reason their names still elude me. Anyway, I, I never realized I guess when reading the war up, because there were so many other things that were more interesting to me going on than what I perceived at the time as possibly being Toga's last fight against Ochako, but that was silly of me. She's clearly a character that has, with the new quirk and everything, or the upgrade of her quirk, has so much more going on and, and more of a yeah. place in the final acts and everything. I, I didn't really think about what they were talking about and her reaction to Toga and the fact that, yeah, no, these characters are finally realizing, Midoriya and Ochako, that the My Hero villains, even though I disagree with the My Hero villains, I, as you know, I'm Team Rat. I'm all like, yeah, no, fuck it, I want to join up with the, the superpower revolution and shit like that. I'd, I'm down for that. It's really great for them to acknowledge that these characters actually have nuanced opinions and a true belief in what they're doing, whether it be for selfish reasons or not. They truly Whether believe. they agree with it or not, they understand that they believe in what they're doing and the, and the fact that the, the system in place has wronged them. They, they understand where that perspective is coming from. It's coming from a broken system. Mm -hmm. And I like... I. I love this talk. I really do. I'm like, finally. All right. I still don't think, because even Chili, it was like Chili, Todoroki had a very cool discusses Dobby. Yeah. He goes, he's still family. I'm like, Dobby can't fucking survive this shit. No, he's. I understand. I understand he got fucked over too, but Dobby's really taking it too far. D Dobby was fucked over by himself. Yeah, Dobby. Dobby was his own worst enemy at the end of the day. I he, I still feel like the family dynamics of the Todorokis definitely screwed him over. But mm -hmm. you can you can write a book, Dobby. You don't have to be a, a serial miller because because Dobby like kills indiscriminately. He just goes off the streets and just kills people for fun. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, you can't. 
He, Dobby has to die. I'm sorry. He has to die. Sorry, sorry, fangirls. He's got to go. Yeah, um... But, but, in, but incarceration and a hopeful future for Toga, I would, I would, I would take it right now. The only villain I really care about getting away is Spinner. I, I think he will die for Shigaraki. I think Sh Spinner is probably going to be the thing that brings Shigaraki back. Maybe, maybe. I, I, I think Spin, I think Spinner, even though Spinner's like the epitome of a proud boy and I don't like that. I do like that the focus of his characterization is I'm right currently is I'm going to go save Shiggy. That that's his priority. He says it blatantly, like I don't care. I'm gonna follow. I'm gonna go through the motions because otherwise they're just gonna kill me. But when I get my opportunity, I'm saving Shiggy. I'm like, I like your motivation. I like I like where your head's at. But other but the rest of these guys, I don't really care. But I I'm happy that these discussions are being had. But I feel like we're a little too far. I, gone. I, I, oh no, most definitely. Like, like I said, I, I straight up disagree with the villains, like, the, and and everything. I, I, th the best thing about it is the fact that they say I acknowledge this, but I'm not going to ignore. I'm not going to uh, ignore that side of him. Oh wait, no, that, that I, I'm, I'm, I misread it. Now that I'm reading again, I too saw the little boy crying wistfully inside Tomura Shugaraki. Even though our conflict is unavoidable, I don't want to ignore that side of him. Okay, now I don't like it because I was like, no, Midoriya, you have to do what's right. Shigaraki and, like you said, Darby are two characters that have gone too far. Shigaraki needs to be held responsible. But, the, but they're, the, the story is trying to absolve Shigaraki. Go, oh, it wasn't Shigaraki. The real Shigaraki is trapped somewhere inside, and this has just been an extension of All for One. That's what they're going for, and I'm like, no. It doesn't make sense either, because uh, Shigaraki... If Shiggy has his full autonomy, he needs to fucking go. With half autonomy, he still needs to err on the side of going, but I could see redemption in him turning on All for One. But right now, as, as it currently stands, especially with this discussion, they want to save Shiggy, and I'm like... Ugh. Oh, yeah, no, it, it makes me angry because, I mean, even if they try to say that Shigaraki isn't responsible for his actions, this version of Shigaraki that we know throughout the series has existed longer than he has when he didn't have fucking blood on his hands. It, it's right. like, how old was he, five? I don't even know. Because He was young, he was very young. That's the thing that annoys me about a lot of anime. I can't tell how old a, a character is when they're a child because they, they just morph into, like, one like size and everything and i'm like how fucking old are they it's like in one piece have you seen what they've done with like one piece you've watched one piece so yes you remember how shanks and buggy looked when they was when they were like on yeah. the pirate ship when they were young and it's like you look at them and it's like oh they're teenagers or something so what does that make them now <laughs> and, and and post time skip it, but then and... in the anime more recently or in the manga they've made them really short and it's like Oh, this is Buggy after he's eaten the devil fruit, and the proportions are just way smaller than, like, the old stuff. And I know why it is. It's because Oda didn't actually intend for One Piece to be this long, grand thing until a ways in. And he was like, oh, they want this to keep going and not end? Not gonna retcon the ages and how how time was really working. Yeah, and it's understandable. Exactly. And designs, even. Like, Rayleigh, that guy who was all like, he refines how children look, because it's true, because Luffy as a child looks different. Precisely. L L Luffy was, like, presumably younger when he met Shanks versus the arc he has with, um, 
Sabo and Ace, even though he looks younger in the Sabo and Ace art. Precisely. Because they refine this, they refine the designs. Mm-hmm. Precise, precisely. Um, so that that's one of the things that just annoys me about anime that, that draw children, because I, I have no idea how freaking old they are, really. And I can't, like, immediately look at them and be like, yeah, this timeline is here. But going back to My Hero Academia. Going back to Shigaraki, because now let's go to the next chapter. Agreed. Where... Shiggy just, Shiggy just now suddenly feels like an afterthought. So he went from, like, the poster bad guy to the endgame, and now it's like, he's in the crowd shot at the end, but it's all for And no one. one even acknowledges. No one even acknowledges it. And it's so annoying. <laughs> it's so annoying. It's like, they, 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 they base the timing of their, of their rally around Shigaraki's completion, but the way that the characters are staged in the, in the framing of the manga... Shigaraki just doesn't feel important anymore, and it's it's infuriating. It really he, is. He'll 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 pop in. So th- th- this chapter is basically the build up. Uh, all for one speaking code, talking about wine and everything. He's actually talking about Midoriya. Okay, so we have, now we're at three forty three. Yeah. Here's the thing. Now here's the thing. We've been complaining about how we've been like just like spinning our wheels, and been just dragging along for a while. This chapter like jumps. Because last week, that's, that's something we should we should mention about last week. They got a new place. They got a new base. And I'm thinking, okay, we're getting a few more chapters of them operating at this base. No. The base was there for like one episode. It's like, what was the fucking point of it? Mm. Because we go from that just to show it. And now we, here we are literally in the end game. They're doing the portals and everything. He heard you. He heard you, Ivan. He just went, boom. He said, okay, we're taking too much time. Let's skip a few steps. Ayama's out of prison. <laughs> he got acquitted. We completely just skipped over the court date. <laughs> he's just there. We just skipped to Ayama's in the middle of the street. And Midoriya confronts him, and he's got a new costume. It's like, whoa. Okay, like I said, my head's spinning a little bit. Now you just you just, you just, just jumped a little too fast right? here. Right, like, it does, does it even say? Does it even give us, like, you know, how many weeks it's been? Or anything? There's no time. There, there is no timetable. It's just... We set up base last week, and then tomorrow, boom! It was the span of a week. It was definitely the span of a week or a couple days. From the point where they left the school. Obviously, the author realized when he said this is going to end in a year, Horikoshi realized, I said it's going to end in a year. How many chapters do I actually get in a year? Oh, you get like 50 or something? Oh my fucking god, I've got to hurry. No, you don't get 50, you get 40. You get 40? 40 chapters a year? Because you get breaks and you get holidays, so you uh, get 40, bud. That's true, that's true. So he's probably looking at us like, oh shit, I've only got 40 chapters to go. I gotta, god, shit, fuck. Uh, I know, this fight, this uh, this is gonna be a long fight. This is gonna be a multiple part fight. This fight is going to move along. It's going to divide into factions. We're going to get uh, Todoroki focus. We're gonna get Ochako focus. The optimist in me thinks Ida's getting a bit with Spinner. Is on the mountaintop, on the cityscape kind of view. That's the UA base, right? Yes. Okay, then. Because, honestly, I, I I have no... That's the child soldier base. <laughs> okay, then. Also, I, I will say this. Even though I knew this plan was coming, because basically, a- a- as you said, describing the chapter, Aoyama is just out in the street, his lawyer got to him, and then... Aoyama drops this massive truth bomb on Midoriya that felt very genuine, and I was like, holy shit, holy shit, but in the back of my mind the entire time I was like, this is clearly going to be part of the plan, though. Part of the plan? Yeah, I don't know what Horikoshi thought he was fooling. I, th- I think for a second Horikoshi forgot what story he was telling. Because, I mean, I'm like, holy shit, holy shit, he's talking, like, he's he wants to talk about some issues. Mm-hmm. Which I, I appreciate, 
But at the same time, I'm like, I'm not convinced that Aoma's a traitor, doing another betrayal. No, this is clearly a setup. But that being said, it still feels great, though, when he turns on 0 for 1, and he's like, Yeah, I knew you were a traitor, Aoma. Thanks for being so brave. And Aoma's like, Bro, I just fucking pissed myself. <laughs> I'm like, Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, this is this is top shelf. With, with right stars here. in his text box and everything, it's like, oh yeah, Yama. Oh yeah, just talking about piss and shit. I, I feel this like great. really really big issue actually I had with this: the editing of the panels and why did they cover up this clearly like really detailed face on Aoyama? This close up with just this singular panel where uh, it, it's right when he is saying. If nations lose the strength to maintain long-term stability, they'll become poorer and poorer as they fight for immediate security. I like how this turned into Metal Gear. This is awesome. I love uh, Honestly, this. that shot of, like, all the people all, like, blacked out and everything and, like, grabbing for money, like, it's the end of a Yakuza game and everything like that. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's right over the shot of the world where he says he will become the demon lord of this world. Right above that, it's just a shot of Aoyama's face, he's talking, it looks very serious, but in the middle of it, there is just this one panel that seems to just have been slapped right on there of Midoriya being like, what are you talking about, Aoyama-kun? It's just, it's to me, like, yeah, but to me, it's like, I, I'm looking at the same frame you are, and to me, I'm laughing my ass off. It's like, Midoriya, what the fuck are you talking about, Aoyama? <laughs> You're not the political satire character. Like, what are you... <laughs> What are you talking about? Like, this isn't your um, shtick. But yeah, I, I really don't like that. I, I think they should... It's memes, I, Midoriya. I think they could have put it somewhere else or maybe, like, you know, paneled this better. I don't like it. The point, he's trying to divide, he's trying to divide the panels that we're doing. It's, 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 it's shot economy. Yeah. And, and the editor at Shonen said, ah, your Midoriya quota is, uh, low. We're gonna need you up that. He goes, okay, slap a Midoriya sticker right on mm -hmm. there. Is this all for one's hand, by the way? The hand with the holes in it, holding the earth. That is that is all for one's hand, right? That's actually, uh, you know, what it might be. I know Shigaraki has a stigmata as well. Hmm. Oh, okay, then I'll just make a show because I was like, it is it is a blatant. So we talked about how religious imagery was clearly just for looks in Evangelion. Mm -hmm. In my hero, this is very intentional. Like Shigaraki is definitely made out to be the Antichrist. Oh, yeah. He's got the stigmata and everything. Like, th that that's very intentional. I like the bit where All For One floats in, and you just see the tips of his shoes as, like, I suppose that is why this is my final gambit. I'm sorry, but I, re I, I, I really, really believed it, especially when Aoyama started, like, crying, and he's, like, all grayed out, and he's got that, um, that, that dot effect going on, on, but then everything else around him, including All For One, is just very crisp and pristine looking. Right. It, it made me believe the moment even more because I was like, oh my god, it's like he's broken, you know? And I think it's a really good shot. It's a good shot. I, I love the art, but again, he never convinced me. It, this was never convincing. No, I, I agree. Uh... I, I wanted to believe it, though, because as we complained, I kept on thinking to myself in the back of my head, it's all part of the plan, I bet. It, it just seems really convincing. But I wanted Aoyama to be like, no, fuck the plan. I actually don't believe a single one of you can defeat this guy. And maybe bring me that, uh, not remorseless, it, it wouldn't be remorseless, but just something better than what we got for the traitor. Because we both agreed that the whole traitor thing fell flat for us, didn't we? 
because we always knew they took too much time we always knew it's not it's not his fault mm. that the anime removed all the nuance mm. and really spoiled it for us but then obviously he's like he claps it all for one and he does that at that sick shot where he like you know just spins and they've got the really great like on a map here going on with a sham yeah. as he like shoots off the laser it looks really freaking cool that's a really good, that's the money shot. Of yeah, this, that is uh, like the coolest thing Aoyama's done. Almost literally in a sense. I, I do find it interesting that Aoyama is the, is the one, uh, the character that obviously relates to Midoriya the most and like, uh... I'm very happy, no, I, that's the thing I should mention. I am very happy for Aoyama. I, as I said, even though the scene wasn't convincing, I still very much love Aoyama getting to practice his acting chops mm -hmm. and being a prima donna. And then he fucking turns with a laser he says he pissed himself. He's trying to act all brave. Like the shot where he says, I will fight AFO. That face. Oh, he's trying to be brave. And he's clearly shitting himself. Classic. Love this man. He's one of my, he has always been one of my favorite characters. And mm. here is his peak right no, here. No, I agree. So happy. It is him. amazing that this character, who has gotten basically nothing for the past, uh, well, it's been going since 20. Besides, besides a really good design and a funny gimmick. Mm -hmm. He really has been sidelined until these past couple chapters. Well, as we know, that's the entirety of Class 1A, Anima, the octopus guy, uh, Sero. Until he's been revealed as a traitor, Ayama really didn't do shit. No. Again, the anime kind of had to add to him. Uh, it, it, but it's kind of cool seeing this guy standing alongside the main character at the beginning of this final arc. I think that's really cool. Yes. That, that, I, so I completely agree with you. I, I am happy for Aoyama, even though I genuinely wanted it to be Invisigirl and for them to be like a 30-year-old freaky-ass bitch who <laughs> hated them. That's what I wanted. I mean, going back to Saturday Jump, you know what I wanted. I wanted I wanted Hero's Mission to be adapted into the mainline series mm -hmm. where they travel for a bit and we get some Tom and Jerry antics with Invisible Girl trying to kill Midoriya. Yeah. Like, they don't know she's there, but she's there and she keeps failing. Mm -hmm. That's what I wanted, but we didn't get. But you know, you all can't be. Technically, perfect. they couldn't do that because if she failed that many times, she, she, all for one would have just killed her. If he had an assassin in the school there to kill Midoriya, the, the instant she failed, he'd be like, "Yeah, fuck you." Right. Anyways, other things of note: Manama. We we were always teased that Manama was getting a big moment at the end. I think this is it here. Mm -hmm. Unless there's more, he is using Kuragiri's um, black mist. For his own purposes and having an Avengers Endgame moment. Mm. It's very cool. Putting all the heroes into the scene. I love Monoma. I think you and I agree. He's one of the best. He's he's the Class One B guy. Yeah, he's the mascot. He's great. He's he's freaking great. I love Monoma. Uh, I really like the shot of all the villains coming in. Darby, Toga. They got uh, this cool-looking guy with dreads actually, who looks like. Yeah, we're gonna see a new guy, hopefully. Yeah, I'm hoping we maybe see... I was here the whole time. I'm hoping we maybe see a few new guys. Not not like super fleshed out characters, but just a, a character that can at least make some kind of impact on some of the other students. Oh, and I believe we will. I, I Like I said before, now we've got about 40-odd chapters left to go. I think we're gonna see some factions of 1A yeah. face off with some new villains. And get, and get some fights that are like perfectly designed for them. Bunny Girl's robot arm looks sick. Sure does. Coming out looking fierce. Uh, I like I, I like the choice. I was expecting all the Class 1A kids to come out. It was going to be like Bakugo, uh, Ida, 
all, all, all them, basically. But no, it's like Endeavor, uh, looking freaking badass. You got, uh, the 3A girl, I believe? Uh, the one who's, I, I forget her name, but the one who's friends with, uh, Power and Sunny. Yeah, I can't remember her name because, my God, she gets shafted so fucking hard. Oh, speaking of, there's Sunny and Fat Gum. There's, uh, yep. the whale, Killer Whale. Edshot. Yeah, Edshot. Wash. Yeah, and uh, the freaking hound guy, the the school, the student counselor or whatever. Yep. Yeah, I'm like, oh, this is a cool selection of heroes. I don't know who this dude with the helmet with the horns is. Uh, he he might be. Yeah, he's new. I can't wait to get his backstory. <laughs> it's it's just pretty cool. It's cool. I I whole chapter. I like this whole shot. I'm glad we're finally moving in the final battle. I'm I'm looking forward to next week's chapter actually. Absolutely, because this is definitely it. I mean, it's gonna be a long fight, but this is the final yeah, fight. Yeah, and it's it and hopefully be. it's gonna be good. Cause I, I was talking to a friend the other day. I feel like My Hero Academia, as of late, especially, it's gonna be one of those anime that people are gonna look back on divisively. I feel. Yes and no. Again, it just feels like the next Naruto. It's there, there's gonna be a passion. There's gonna be some passion and nostalgia attached to it. But I don't see my hero standing the test of time, mm -hmm. unless the marketing says mm. so. Unless Daddy Corporations in Shueisha is like, no, we're gonna milk this for decades. Get to that come. guy made. Unless they make that, unless they make that decision, my hero is going to peacefully and quietly just kind of. It, it, it will have nostalgia attached to it. People will look back on it fondly. But it's not going to be a thing that inspires a fervor in the no, future. No, it's not going to be like Full Metal Alchemist, I don't think, where 12 years on since it ended, it's suddenly getting like, I don't know, God, it annoys me, a, a video game, uh, a very high-priced-looking mobile game, annoyingly. Those are mobile. Again, that's just, that's marketing deciding that it's still... No, I know. It just annoys me that they're releasing a Full Metal Alchemist game. That's probably the ultimate thing that's going to happen with My Hero. They'll make some fighting games for it throughout the future and that'll be it have you seen the the trailer for that full Metal alchemist game though i have not like that's the first time hearing about it was you just bringing that up yeah no I, it, it looks really good graphically impressive and then it's like oh it, it, it's a phone game what it, it, it looks really good yeah those phones those phones can handle some some polygons i know and it, it's crazy like i was looking i was like man this looks like there's a my hero game on mobile that looks better like like Five times better than the fucking One's Justice games. How do you feel about it? You got One's Justice, didn't you? I did, because stream, back in the heyday of our streaming, this, the chat paid for it. Oh. So we played it for a stream, and it was, you know, for a game that chat paid for, it was fun. But no, I was not a fan. Two didn't look any better. No. And but like I said before, there's a mobile game that has it. There's an open world mobile game. Yeah. That just looks way better. I have seen that. Yeah, I remember people talking about that. Plus, there's all the Chinese uh, games that were made of it, I believe, where it's like, this this My Hero Academia game is like the most amazing thing ever. And it's like, oh, okay, it was built in like South Korea or something or China, and we're not going to get in the West or anything. Okay, can, can you ever be bothered to download foreign mobile games? I can't be bothered to download any mobile games. Fair enough. I'm not a mobile gamer. I'm not even a real gamer, okay? I was really hoping Streamers to uh, surprise you, by the way, and be like, "Hey, Ivan, guess what? Guess what? We got to read as well, though. Surprise, Yomi no Tsugai. But it ain't out yet. 
It ain't out yet, so we can't talk about it. It ain't out yet. When does it come out? Monthly? It, it comes out monthly, yeah. It, as far as I could tell, it initially released on the 11th of uh, December, and then it came out again roughly around the 11th of January. I thought maybe it would be out today. Sadly, no. I, I really, I was actually hoping that maybe we could do a brand new read of it live or something. Such, such a shame, because I would have loved to get another chapter in, but yeah. Speaking of which, though, word around the grapevine is there's a new crop of shonen coming out. Oh, oh god, it is getting to that time of year, isn't it? It's that time of year, so if it's if it does happen on this uh, magazine, I think that's what we come back next week with. Otherwise, I don't know what we're talking about next week. Uh, I mean, probably more My Hero Academia. I know One Piece is going on another break next week, which makes me sad. If we have nothing to talk about next week, I'll give you guys an update on uh, One Piece. Because I've definitely reached another milestone. Hell, oh, hell yeah. I am definitely down for that. Did Doron Dororon get cancelled or something? One can only hope. One can only hope. <laughs> You're right. One, as in just you. Because, no, it's gonna it's gonna end up being uh, the best. Like, like I said, I'm actually looking at the newest chapter. It looks it looks like they're bringing the, uh, the human-looking like versions of the enemies. It's like hollows, where it's like, oh, I'm a hollow, but you look human. Well, I'm not. I, I'm the human, gorgeous anime. I, I, I'm your nobody. I, I, I'm the cool anime Heartless. antagonist. Um, as usual, the art looks really good. Um, I, I really do think this guy, as we've said, Golem Hearts gave me hope. I really do just think it's a case of he just doesn't want to be disappointed and put all of his eggs into a basket that's going to fail him when his thing gets released alongside the top fucking dogs for the next five years. No, it means the motherfucker needs to hit the lab again and make the top dog. This man could be the next top mm -hmm. dog. I j Golden Hearts, I'm completely convinced that this man can do it. It could have. But he's just got to do it. It's a shame, because Golden Hearts, I genuinely think, could have gone the distance. Stop explaining your freaking pie charts <laughs> and make a story. You can't, if, you can, if you can get published and jump, you must understand how a story works, right? So write a fucking story. I believe in you. He doesn't really hate you, if you're listening. I know, I, as I just said, I don't hate him, I believe in him. I'm only disappointed Dodoron because I know he's capable of better. By the way, you, you told me something about Dr. Stone the other day. You messaged me out of the blue, <gasps> and I- Oh! Wanna talk about that on. next week? I, I was going to say, explain it to me right now, because you messaged it me out of the blue, and you said- We begin- So we begin this week with teasing. And then just jumping right in. How about we end this week on a bunch of teasers for next week? Next week, let's just give an update on what we're reading. Okay. Because I would like to update the audience on my feelings on One Piece. Mm -hmm. I want to update on Dr. Stone because that's very important. I've recently rewatched Arlong Park and Logetown. Yeah. Ooh, Arlong okay. Park nice. still slaps, by the way. Oh, I bet. I'm, I'm almost due for a rewatch. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> We definitely got to wrap things up sure. right now. Next week, we'll be updating you on things that we're reading. I'm going to finish Gundam Katana and give you my thoughts on that. Yeah, we keep delaying Gundam Katana. We brought this up like weeks ago. Like, oh, Gundam Katana. Ooh. And then we just never done it. No. It's good shit. I just got to get back to it and finish it. So let's hope that there's some new manga to talk about, some new shonen, and then we can just do some updates as well. But yeah, we got to run. We, we have, we've already reached our stop. The train has stopped. We're literally just sitting in here like a bunch of assholes. We gotta go. We've hit. We've reached the end of the line. 
Oh, we gotta- Come on, Ivan. I, I, I gotta jump. This is my stop, Ivan. Bye, Ivan. I, I, I love you. Eat the sandwiches I made you. Mind the gap as you exit our podcast safely. Rebuild of Joycast is hosted by Ivan Leroy and Valentine Stokes. Leroy's written and directed works can be found on the Joyride Entertainment YouTube channel and the soon-to-be-released original web manga, Paramedic. Val's dulcet tones can be heard in many of your favorite anime and web series, such as Ruby, Death Battle, Tribe 9, Lackadaisy Cats, and more. This episode was edited by Stina Carey, with YouTube version edited by Cody Rock. Music provided by Lo-Fi Geek. Intro and outro narration by Stina Carey. Outro music composed by Michael Payovich. Logo and visuals designed by Ivan Leroy. Rebuild of Joycast is produced by Joyride Entertainment and Rock Voice Productions, LLC, and made possible thanks to Patreon donations from generous listeners like you. This month's highest-tiered Patreon producers are Mr. Host, Austin, Jairo Medina, and Gooner Bear. If you would like your name shouted out at the end of each podcast, an invite to our private Discord to interact with fans, cast and crew, or early access to all of our content, be sure to check out Joyride Entertainment's Patreon. Links provided in the description. Thank you for keeping Joyride's engine burning.